Hello and welcome to Greed Talk, your weekly RC racing podcast with your host myself, Russell Lee, and as always, the fantastic Chris Bowie. How you doing, Chris? Oh, mate, a bit under the weather, suffering from a bit of man flu, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll struggle through. Yeah, you, you do sound terrible. You do. But anyway... Let me thank the sponsors. So, massive thank you to CML Distribution, Schumacher Racing, and Wellspeed, the companies that keep us on air every week and lovingly throw us some prizes at Christmas. Thank you. You are the best guys. Cheers. Um, so, let's not mess about it, Chris. Freddie Russell, um, our wonderful Factory Fred guest, is waiting in the wings. How are you doing, Fred? You okay? I'm good, thanks. How are you guys? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Good to hear from you again. Yeah, it's been a while. Well, it's been couple of weeks since mending yeah but you know what i mean since we've been on you know oh, yes, what fred you were our first ever guest mate was i really yeah you were our first ever guest i did like it's a little about this time of year yeah yeah all oh, right yeah. was that a couple of years ago yeah, yeah. Years. Yeah. Well, this is our third year of doing it, but sounds longer than that because obviously we've rolled into a new year. But yeah, this is our third season. Actually, no, I'll take that back. This is our second full year because we started around now and then went to January, which was classed as season one. And then the season two is the second year and we're now in season three. So, yeah. So yeah it's, it's been... I've done the whole loop, have I? I'm on, I'm on the next go-round. That's it. Well, to be honest, mate... <laughs> New stories to tell there. We'd been talking about getting you on um, at the start of the year and then all of a sudden you popped up on Aiden's, um, the extra not Aiden's, the extra lap. Um, podcast and I was like, oh man, bastards! They had a good idea there, and they and they swept in and took it. Yeah, because I think they had me on, and you had Paul Worsley on, so yeah. there was no contest. But yeah. Paul got the bits, I think. So. <laughs> <laughs> Class. Uh, do you want to? I, I, so I only did the first round of nationals. Fred, I mean, obviously, on this episode, I'm going to talk about your nationals, your racing, talk a bit about the shop as well. Um, but do you want to go through the, the Nationals with Chris? Because obviously Chris was at all of them, so it makes it a bit easier. Okay, yeah. So, um, obviously, you, do you want to, how, did you, how did you get on this year? Some good I had, results, my, didn't I had you? my best ever year this year in both classes. It's not only... That's, that's pitting for the little... Yeah, yeah, pitting for Ruben as well, yeah, so... That's been a learning curve. Test my patience yeah. a few times. <laughs> How did he? <laughs> he done really good. He done really good. So he at the last, I think at the last three, he made it out the bottom final in both classes. Yeah. So yeah. I can't grumble at that. He's been, I know he's been. He's been doing well. Um, for the show. So, uh, what results on our. Your best. Uh, my best was my best result this year was at Stockfold in four wheel drive. I made the C final, and I've had a, a couple of D finals in four wheel drive. I think I've had a D final in two wheel drive as well. So that's obviously that you was, haven't you? Say that again. Sorry, you've been running the uh, cars this year. Yeah, TLR cars this year. Yeah. Yeah. 22 5.0 and the 22 X4 Elite. Have you been finding uh, massive yeah. for them in the UK? Are they the moment? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're selling quite a lot, you know, and there's more and more people running them, more at club level than national level, really. Um, and my local club, there's quite a few people running them at Surrey Enhance. Um, just loads of like club guys, really. I think Graham Lyle's running one um, at the Nationals, and I think Jody Long changed over to one this year as well. Do you think that's why you've had such a, a successful year swap into those cars? Or I mean, I've had good years in the, I've had good years in the past, but this being my best year, um, I think because. Uh, we just pitted, not on our own, but me and Ruben were sort of away from the hustle and bustle of everyone, really, and we're just doing our own thing, you know, and not getting involved in the, the politics of changing the car to this and doing that and following the team, doing our own thing, you know. 
Yeah. So, what would you say has been the hardest part of this year then with the Nationals? Um, just getting two cars ready, and if Ruben breaks it, then I'm rushing because it there's not too much time. You know what it's like because the numbers yeah. haven't been like completely there. It's always two wheel drives, right? It's always four wheel drives the day that I worry because there's less heat. And if your brakes ain't going to four wheel drive, it's always more time to fix it. Yeah. But touch wood, yeah. he break anything at the the nationals this year. He broke a gearbox case at the Euros warm up. That's all he broke in four wheel drive this year. On the front. I mean, shows the cars are pretty tough then. Yeah, because the first few nationals, like Kidderminster, he bounced them off pretty much everything apart from the rostrum. <laughs> yeah, we've all been there, mate. We've all been there, especially a kiddie in yeah, the bush, yeah. end of the straight, yeah. bush at the top of the straight. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, took it, taking chunks out of the kerb on the inside of the end of the straight as well. Yeah, I'm hard under that. Oh, I ain't that good. <laughs> <laughs> So, because so, I was, I mean, we were both in the same boat at the start of the year. I booked him to Kidderminster National because the numbers was low. Um, I thought, oh, well, I might as well do. He won't, won't do any harm. And then I thought, well, I tell you what, I'm going to book Bruce in as well. Um, and then obviously you you thought the same because Ruben wasn't going to do Nationals this year, was he? You no, were, we're you just, just going to keep him local. Yeah, we're just going to do regionals and bring him along. And then if there was a space at the odd one, like a track that he knew, like Robin Hood or something like that, I was just going to let him do it. And then. There were spaces, so I thought, I'm just going to chuck him in. We're there. He's coming anyway, so yeah. chuck him in. It, it, it's a learning curve for him, you know. He, he's friends with the uh, Tyler Liddles brothers, Flynn yeah. and Cole, and they were racing as well. So I thought, you know what, I'm just going to put them all in. And yeah. Richard Barton's little boy, Oliver. Yeah. And, like, when when you go to the rostrum, they're all playing around doing stuff, and then it's like racing is an inconvenience to them. It's like a massive holiday park, and they're just all off playing football. And yeah, and then you tell them to race, and it's like, oh, in a minute, in a night, you're on now, you know. Yeah, and, really, uh, yeah, you're right. It's normally it used to be that, like, if you were looking for Bruce, he'd be hanging out of a tree with Harry Saunders, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah but, but now they seem to be a lot more into it, you know, it's mental, yeah. And 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 now, uh. It's literally Ruben is always watching the track all the time. You know, I don't have to say to him what you're doing. He's either playing football or when Neil and Lee are on, he's watching. Yeah. Because he, he loves them too. You know, it's, as soon as they're on, I mean, he, he knows Lee really well because obviously Lee's, I've been friends with Lee for a long time yeah. and uh, kids are pretty much grown up together, my kids and his kids. Um, but with uh, with Neil, Neil is like this icon that he puts on a massive pedestal and uh, he's even shy to talk to him. Like we was in the services at Robin Hood, uh, the Euros warm-up, I think, and Neil came over and spoke to me and he said, all right, Ruben, and Ruben got all shy and like wouldn't talk to him and stuff. It was, uh, <laughs> it's like his hero, you know. But then well, when Neil's not there, he doesn't stop talking about him. Yeah. Like, when, when we say, oh, we're racing here on Sunday, is Neil going to be there? <laughs> 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 oh, brilliant, mate! Bro, so how did he? How did he find it? Like camping away and stuff? Yeah. Um, well, every time we go to Robin Hood, I always take both the boys with us because it, it they can always play around there. You know, they're they're safe there, and um, they always play with Tyler Little's brothers and all that stuff. So they got like and Harry's. They everyone always goes there. It's like the mecca of RC, isn't it? Yeah. Everyone's all there, and so they I always take them and. So they got on fine there, but Ruben done really well all year. He's he's had a few late nights, and we've had tears a few times when he hasn't done as well as he thinks he should. But he's at that age, you know, he's ten coming up eleven, so yeah. he puts a lot of pressure on himself. But I don't put any pressure on him. I just just enjoy it, you know. I, there's no pressure from me. Yeah, you might. You might see me stomping about sometimes when he's crashed, but I always stand where he can't see me. Yeah. So, it's, uh, yeah. I learned that from Lewis Jones's dad. Lewis Jones's dad, Mark, would always stand opposite the rostrum and be waving his arms around and stuff, and it always used to put Lewis off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I make, sure, I make sure he can't see me. Yeah, brilliant, mate. So, brilliant. See, what we've got yeah, to I've this day. Go on, Chris, sorry. I was going to say, I've got to say, this has been like, obviously, I've known you for a while now, and I've, that 
this is the first year kind of Ruben's been around for a whole thing. And I've got to say, for like a 10-year-old, he's literally like the most polite kid you would like ever meet. Yeah, Paul Upton said that. I um, can't remember what race we was at. I think it was Robin Hood. I think you were in his heat. Yeah, yeah. And he, Paul said, oh, can I get past Ruben? He moved over and Paul said, thank you. And he went, you're welcome. I was like, like that. And I think yeah, that said, was, yeah, you can hear it on the video. Um, <laughs> in one of the races where I was in his heat as well. And he'd say, uh, coming up onto the back of you, Ruben. And you'll be like, he'll let you through. And he'll go like, he's like, cheers, Ruben. Thank you. And he'll go, you're welcome. <laughs> it's quite funny, really. <laughs> you know. But now he is. And like at, um, at Mendip, where he got a, a bit upset that he'd been I mean, he was utterly cleaned out as well, wasn't he, at Mendy? He was, that yeah. That was, was a shocking first couple of laps. He was at good. But he, after he got lapped by the leader, he stayed on the leader and literally pushed the leader around for the half of the race. Well, I was watching, I was, yeah, and he, he kind of lost his bottle, so we just came up and said, come on. And uh, I mean, watching it, I himself yeah because miles faster than you look Ruben and then probably was and he, well if you'd have just carried on going that self and did, but now yeah but after after the first three laps he had tears rolling down his face yeah. So it's just one of them things. It's just saying he's got to learn, you know. I mean, they they all get like it. I mean, I've I've seen all all the youngsters with tears this year, you know. So it's it's just a learning curve for them, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's tough, isn't it, man? Dylan. Uh, race. Uh, I'm gonna get. I'll have to but unfortunately that's just how it is they just need to learn don't they it's, you yeah. can't win every time yeah what happened at the um, end of season finals Fred um, a final two wheel drive BQ four wheel drive yeah um, two wheel drive was actually uh pretty good i had a couple of good scores but it everyone else i was pretty fast in round one and then everyone else sort of caught up yeah. each round and i stayed the same speed um in two-wheel drive and i managed to sneak into tenth on the grid and the first two first two legs i got fifth in both legs so it was uh that was pretty good yeah uh, and in four-wheel drive um just uh the the heat before I was in the top heat for four wheel drive because it goes to know your championship or something is for the year. Yeah. Um, and just after the heat before us finished, it rained and it done that twice. So I was on the back foot and then, uh, Pes- literally rain is his people, man. And it was just one of those. And then in the final, I think there was me, Wyman and a couple of others. There wasn't many. And uh, I just said to John, you may as well go down, John. I said, this is just going to be a, a, a mess. And it was. that I was crashing. Wyman was crashing. Wyman crashed just before the line on the last lap. No way. I don't, yeah, I, I don't know. It was literally, there was cars flying off the track everywhere. It was, we were all just going flat out everywhere, you know. <laughs> just having a laugh. It's a B-fine on it. It's one of them things. Mm. So didn't really matter at that was point. Good, it, it was fun. I had the day before, so I was happy. Yeah, I was marshalling that. It, it was an eventful race, we'll, we'll put it like that. Yeah, I mean, if, I, if I'd have made the A, I think it would have been a different story. It, but it's one of those, you know. It's it's a it's a tough little track, Mendip. It's like a mini stop fold. I don't know, because normally I hate stop. This is only the second or third time I've been... And um, the last joined Mendip, it was the suit. 
series, yeah, the same series last year. I done it, didn't I? I done it with you guys. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. But whereas this year, I was really enjoying them. You know. Yeah. I, I think yeah. All the guys that in the in the background done a good job, you know. Well, yeah, it was awesomely prepped. Um, it was very how I think sometimes can fall into put a cool track down. What Mendit did this year, they back in that was last that was race. Yeah, I mean there was it was a it was a good layout. That tree stump was tricky for everyone in both classes, you know, but yeah. It, it was fun. It was it was it was nice to see level of the junior tag. Yeah, really it sort of, was. Yeah, yeah. The, the kids are really fast now. You know. You know, it seems like on if you're over twelve. Faster now. than us, you know. A lot of them are faster than us. No, they're not. No, they're not. Stop saying that. They it's are. Not, it's not a lot. Not. Um. I reckon another year, and I reckon Ruben would be smoking me. Yeah. Definitely. Not, not <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what are you going to do then, Fred? Are you going to continue racing um, with Ruben, or are you going to do nationals and heat uh, and and for for another year's training, or is he going to retire? Are you, are you always going to have your finger in club racing, or what? What are your plans going forwards? Have you got like a five-year plan with him make, becoming world champion? <laughs> Five-year plan. God, I never looked that far in front. Um, I think next year I'll do uh, regionals, nationals. Um, I kept my F2 at nationals is at regionals this year, so I'll do nationals again next year. Ruben got his F4 at regionals, um, so we'll do national uh, nationals and regionals if Ruben can get in at nationals. If not, it'll just be me. Um, and then maybe the year after, if he does well in the regionals next year. Then maybe the year after I'll just uh, just do the shop and and do and help him out and uh, just do a bit of vintage racing. Yeah. And the odd club race, you know, like sorry, enhanced to a Reedy race once a year and stuff like that. So I'll probably do stuff like that, you know. Yeah. So what reason? Yeah, take you... some of the. I'm sorry, Chris. One. I would say racing will. You'll take some of the serious stuff, won't you? Yeah, I mean, I, I I love doing nationals and stuff, and but it's uh, I'll still be able to go and see everyone because I'll be there with Ruben, you know. So. Yeah. yeah. I've got another year to see everyone, so everyone's got to put up with me for at least another year. <laughs> so, what, what, what region are you in? Are you the east of England? Is that, is that right? No, Mid-South. Mid-South, Mid- Mid-South. Yeah. But for the last few years, I've done the Midwest. Yeah. Well, obviously, because uh, that's where the competition is, isn't it? You know. Yeah, it's it's the hardest region. Yeah. Um, but it's like the, we've coming out of COVID from last year, and Ruben not knowing any of the tracks up there, and we'd all done local stuff through COVID and stuff. Yeah. When we was allowed to go to practice and stuff, I thought if I do this region again, Ruben knows a few of the tracks, so we'll do this, and that's what we've done. Yeah, that's a good way of doing it, actually, isn't it? Good way. He just it. builds his confidence a little bit, yeah. you know, because he's not been there before, you know. Yeah. So I didn't want to just take him straight to Kitty and chuck him out there. Well, I did do it at the national, but yeah. he'd never been there before then. But he managed to get round all right. So yeah, he's good, mate. He's really good. So, um, go on, Chris. Sorry, I was in the shop, um, you know, and the vin, you know, really took usually with the shop half two years yeah we started the shop in june 2019 so we were really new um and then we didn't obviously because you're a new shop you don't sell loads and loads of stuff and then covid hit so and everyone started doing their vintage stuff and i had tons of vintage stuff of my own and that's when like i've just been keep hoarding the parts for years and then uh, I'd see stuff on eBay and I'd just buy bulk stuff and just keep it. 
but all the new and packet stuff is what I started listening on the website. Yeah. And, and then people would message me from all over the place. Like I've got friends in America and stuff that say, oh, I've just been to my local shop and he's got all this old double X4 stuff or all this old associated stuff. And I'd say, well, buy it and I'll send you the money. And then they'd ship it to me. And then that's how it started, really. Well, Russ, you saw at the rear motor race at Robin Hood how much stuff we had, and that was only a, a fraction of what we took with us. I did, mate, you know, and because like, I, I wasn't quite pitting an earshot of, of where you were, but every now and then I, I, I could hear some customers, and, and they'd be like, have you got a shock tower for, I don't know, uh, a lossy X or, or or an associated B? And you'd be like, yeah, I've got one. you start searching through these little boxes, and then be like... Don't give up, I've got one. <laughs> yeah, but you had, I'm saying you had as much vintage stock there as I'd see like a normal shop take of modern stuff, if that makes sense to the listeners. It's, yeah. So yeah. much stuff, mate. So yeah, much we stuff. sold a lot of stuff in the last, the last six months, I would say we've done a lot of vintage stuff and I've literally been searching around trying to get more of it in, you know, and like some of the, this weekend, because my missus does all the day-to-day stuff with the shop. Yeah, uh, she does all the packing and the postage and organising it and putting stuff away when the orders come in and stuff like that. Um, and she was saying the other day the vintage boxes because uh, we did have it all on on hooks, but it was taking up so much space we packed it all into boxes. Yeah, we had no stuff, no space for the modern stuff, um, so we packed a lot of it away. Um, and then as she labelled the boxes and then as the orders are coming, but most of those boxes are coming to literally, I think we had 15 big boxes and we're down to like 10 now. Yeah. So it's, well, that's, it's that's slowly. The, that's the idea of having a shop, mate, is sell it. <laughs> Try and sell it. Oh, all. yeah. Yeah, but I get down to the last one or two of stuff and I always say to her, oh, I'm going to keep them out for myself. And she's like, why? Have you not got enough of that? I was like, yeah, but you just can't get that stuff anymore, you know? So, <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, double X4 front shop, like, obsolete, and they're like, I've got quite a few of them and a couple of chassis as well, so I've taken them out of stock and kept them just because uh, you just can't get them anymore. Yeah. She goes, what are you going to do with them? I'll build a car one day with that stuff. And So, yeah, she's yeah, like, no, race. <laughs> My last one, sell it. I'd race the next day and break that part, and I'd be like, "Oh my days!" Yeah, it, it's. It, I mean, I've. I'm just in the middle of building a Drescher B3 here at the minute, so uh, had the body and all that done. It's, I cut it all out at the weekend. I've just got to finish a few bits off on it. But he said he's going to autograph it for me when I next see him. So. That's class. Um, so what happened with um, Rusty Design then? Because you've managed to get all of their stock, haven't you? their carbon shock towers and, and things like that? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I, I've been dealing with um, Tony O for, since we went to that CML race. Yeah, he's, he's sound guy, isn't he? Yeah. Absolutely sound. Yeah, um, with him and Cedric, I mean, I got friendly with them guys there, and then I've been friends with them ever since, you know. You know what it's like when you go racing, you start talking, yeah. and then you start messaging you each make, other. You and... make great friends, don't you, without realising it? Yeah, and I went to... Uh, Reedy Racing 2020 with Lee and one of my friends had some stuff for Cedric and Cedric asked me to bring it back so I was like okay I brought it all back for him and then uh, just before we went into like a full lockdown I think Italy was still in lockdown and stuff but we could still travel to France it wasn't locked down over here so it was like March time and I said Cedric I'm going to come over for the day so we drove over there me and my missus and he had some stuff for me and we had we swapped out all the stuff and that and he showed me all his vintage stuff and i'd showed him some of the stuff that i've got and and then we just became friends and we've been like friends we message each other pretty much every week about stuff now yeah and uh, then we we're doing the shop stuff and tony said oh do you want to stock some of my stuff at the shop and then i had the whole range of all his vintage stuff and then he's he messaged me saying that he's shutting it down he's getting a, a full-time job would i be interested in taking all his vintage stock so i just took it all yeah brilliant mate. so I'll, everything that's the website now is all that there is left yeah i take i take like, everything i sold out of has been taken off the website now yeah so uh, everything i've got is left on there now so yeah. i've got his, his um the shock towers um he, he made the carbon shock towers on my rc10 
Um, oh yeah, and they're amazing. You know the quality of the carbon on them and the way they because it's not like a, for the listeners, it's not like a normal like a, a rusty design shock tear isn't flat. It's, it's obviously a flat piece of carbon, but he's milled shapes into it. It's obviously it's a terrible yeah, description, but they look like really a work of good. art. You're proud to have them yeah. on your car. They really yeah, do I've look good. I've got a B64 with all the carbon, yeah. all the rusty design carbon on it. Yeah, it looks, looks class. Oh, so that's cool. So but once it's gone, it's gone then, mate, and that's it. Yeah, once it's gone, it's gone. Um, I'm trying to get him to um, send me some bits and pieces so that I can get some of it made still. You know, like the carbon towers yeah. and stuff. People always message me. Um, but we're, we're just trying to sort that out at the minute. But yeah. well, I, I don't think yet. That's a wonderful business model, isn't it? That you're selling parts for a 30-year-old car that people still want, or a 20-year-old yeah. car. You know, people still race them as well. You know, yeah, yeah. he had his last race meeting because he was doing a series. Yeah. Um, in France, um, he was going all over France doing this vintage series, and he had massive numbers at it. You know, yeah. so because of COVID and stuff, we couldn't go and support him because otherwise, I'd have gone out there like we did to the CML race and, yeah. and done a couple of vintage races. Yeah, as much as I don't like to run the old cars, I mean, I've run one once when you were there, but it's uh, I, I, if I had all the rusty design bits on one, I'd probably run it. You know, yeah. so because they're easily to you can get well you used to be able to get them pretty easy so yeah uh, cool um i'm just trying to look at my list and see what else where we're, where we're going to next um i was going to say obviously you um you're supporting some of the modern drivers with the modern how's the Building going and the has a what going, Chris? Oh, sorry, because I've said um, in obviously building the team taking on a few drivers. How's the building the FF racing team? Yeah, I mean it's it's a slow process, isn't it? I mean it's I mean you could take on any drivers, you know and give them a discount or whatever but you need them to give you something back as well you know you need them to be behaved trackside in not kicking off at every scream and shouting you know and i mean i i had a message last night 10 o'clock last night someone asking for a team drive what discounts do you give us the first question they ask so they just get sorry there is no discount you know it's yeah, is this too, but, people don't realise sponsorship is a two-way street, or they do, but they forget it, yeah. don't they? This, this is the problem, Russ. I mean, I get it all the time. I mean, I say to other, a few other shop owners that I know, and like team guys that I know, uh, what is people's issue with thinking that they can ask for that? Well, you know the prices of the stuff, Russ. There is no margins in kits. No. And it it baffles me that how people think that you make a fortune. I don't. This is my second thing. This is not my main job. If if this was my main job, I'd be bankrupt. Yeah, and I'm not lying. It's it's just it doesn't make crazy money. It's, but but all these people think it does. You know, it's. Well, the problem I, is I, pe- I, people see a pack of wishbones being fifteen quid and they think, oh, you must sell one hundred and fifty pairs of them a week. But in reality, you've 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 got ten pairs on the shelf and you might sell one a month. You know, and then yeah, times that by right. times that by I oh, know even if you times it by a hundred products, <laughs> it's mental, isn't it? You know, racing the racing side of it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, basically, we are a race only shop. We don't do anything but race stuff. You know, yeah. And I, I bet you we've got between twenty five and thirty thousand pounds worth of stuff on the shelf. Yeah, and that's not. That's all paid for. We don't have any accounts. There's no sale or return. We own all that stock, everything. Yeah. So it's a big investment from us, you know, is to support the races and stuff. And we do it because we enjoy it as well, you know. Yeah. Well, it, it shows what you're doing is working, isn't it? Because like you were saying, there's quite a few losses popping up at the local clubs around by you name because they've got a support. Yeah. They've got the support in the backup of a shop, haven't they? Yeah, and everything's in stock. We've got at least five of every part for both the cars on the shelf, at least. Yeah. All the common stuff we've got loads of, 
you know. Yeah. So it's it's just one of those. It's slowly growing and it's massive in America, obviously, being an American brand. And Dakota and Cavalieri are obviously doing great things with the cars. And so are the team guys out there at club level. So it's obviously rubbing off a little bit, you know, and people are seeing that the cars are doing well. And we get good results with them this year. So it's, it's slowly picking up, you know, it's not going to be an overnight thing. But we get, I get good support from Horizon Germany and um, Logic RC that bring all the stuff in. I have to buy from them, but my TLR drivers with Horizon Germany. But I have to buy my stock through Logic. So, I mean, they're, they're really helpful. I can call them up. Any issues, they deal with it straight away, you know. Yeah. it's um, They're great to deal with, helpful. Because Chris Delves works there. He's been a friend of mine since I used to race at Bloomfield for TLR when yep. I first came back. We had him on a couple of weeks ago. Well, probably six weeks ago now. But, yeah, he was sound. He was saying, yeah. we've got to get him back on, actually, because he opened up a lot more at the end after we'd stopped recording. And, and there was, like, another hour's worth of material we easily could have put back in, cut back into the, the, the show, like, you know, like stories about Kim Ward and stuff like that. And we, and we didn't yeah. get any of that. So we've got to Chris get him back on for the other story. half. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, they're all helpful. They're all they're all great guys, you know. They're approachable. Um, but Chris couldn't do nationals this year because his missus just had a baby and stuff, so... Hopefully he can come back next year. Be good yeah. to have him trackside again. Yeah, class, mate. Class. Um, well, I know we spoke. You didn't race at the rear motor challenge, did you, at Robin Hood? Yeah, I did. Did you? I must have, been, I must have missed all of it, mate. How did you, cause you, how were you in the, the later class, though? Yeah, I was in. Yeah, I raced sorry. Yeah. You raced the RC10, didn't you? I, I did, think mate, you only finished yeah. one. I finished one run and it still put me like off in the C final. Yeah, because the first one yeah, was so good. Potter beat you, didn't he? He might have done. Yeah, yeah I think he did. Yeah. Don't talk about it. He He's did. very bitter. He did. He did. But, That's all right. We're going to do another one next year, hopefully. So you, revenge is sweet. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'll, I'll be back for the next one. You won't beat me next time. Um, I had the fa- <laughs> and, and just to put, just, I'd win. just like to point out that I had the fastest lap of the final. All right, the entire final. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on, no, Potter didn't beat me in the final because I was second. Yeah, but he was uh, in the he, final. Oh, whatever, he, whatever. <laughs> yes, he might have been in the final <laughs> above Freddie. Thank you. <laughs> I had a faster lap than him and a faster run time. That's what I was trying. I, I knew there was something he's there. Still adamant that he's faster. Laps I know. It's, it's all. It's, it's, it's just. It's just. Fun. It just keeps the. It just keeps the banter going, Chris. That's all it does. It's, it's, it's nothing. I bet you nothing more. Work, don't you? When you when he's beating you, or you've beaten him. I bet that's the ongoing. At tea breaks, that's the ongoing thing. Well, we've got a trophy between us. Did you know this? We've got a bragging rights yeah, trophy. Um, it yeah. used to be between everyone, but we soon discovered that Keith was far too fast, so he couldn't play anymore. Um, stay on Keith all the time. Yeah, he, he did pretty much. So then it went between just me and Potter and a guy called Matt, but Matt left, selfish prick. Um, and then it was just now it's just between me and Potter the trophy. But we don't. I don't know. We, we kind of do the regional. It's really only based on the regionals because if we don't seem to cross over in the club meetings and obviously luckily it's on my desk at the moment the trophy and, and we go inside to it and Potter rarely races inside so I think it might be on there for, for the winter yeah 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 he always says to me when he gives it back he has to wipe the, the, the dust square off, from the, off his table so <laughs> <laughs> yeah so how did you where did you go at the um in the in the upper class, the, the later class at Robin Hood? Uh, I had uh, two breakages, so two runs were thrown away, and I was finished. I think I started back at, I think I started 10th in the B. Yeah. I think I third or fourth. Not bad. I was being really delicate with it. I didn't want to break it. I didn't want to keep raiding my parts. Yeah. I wouldn't put new parts, because it was an old car. It was It was built out of used parts. Yeah. I didn't want to put new parts on it, so I was just raiding my used parts bin. So, yeah. but I've built a double X out of all. I've got a genuine chassis, but all three D printed parts. Yeah, the VRS guy. I don't know if you know who he is. No. Paul Lomas. No, he no. does all the three parts, and they're really, really good. So, okay. I've built a double X out of all that stuff. I've nearly finished it. I'm just waiting for the body shell to come back painted, and then I'll post some pictures of it. Um, so I'm going to race that at the if if they do one next year. 
at Robinhood, I'm going to race it there. But if not, I'm going to try and do the FF Racing rear motor race. Yeah, that'd be cool. If, if they don't do it, but yeah. I might, I'm going to try and do something at my local club. It's a bit far for you guys to come, but I'm going to try and do something at Surrey Enhanced. Yeah. Um, like a, a vintage or rear motor race. So that'd be awesome. Back right bang in the middle of summer, Fred. Yeah. <laughs> Smack bang in the middle of like August, June, July, cut time. time. The Euros of the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I see the Nemo have um, finally decided they're going to do a temp scale race, a rear motor class as well. Yeah, I saw that. It looks really good. It looks yeah. really good, you know. And plus, as well, it keeps it, it opens up a lot of options for them through the winter, doesn't it? You know. Yeah, I think it's a yeah. I mean, it's a shame that. Uh, They've clashed the first date with Junction 16. Oh, I didn't know that. I saw it. Yeah, it was 20, end of the month, wasn't it? 28, 29. Yeah, the only thing, I think there'll be lower numbers for that. Yeah. It's, it, uh, it's hard to say, though, isn't it? Because, you know, some people love racing outside and some people race indoors. Yeah, I mean, so you might find race. that you get the hardcore people who want to be outside will be there, you know. Yeah, you won't be there, though, Russ, will you? You'll be... Nice and warm. I think it's quite funny because I looked at it and I said, and I was double booked already. I think we were at um, Ledbury for the Nitro Cross that day. Um, oh, sat that not stinky Nitro off. Yeah, well, I ain't racing. It's Bruce's racing, it, mate. To be honest, so um, I'm, I'm pit bitch. Yeah. So we'll how does see. that feel? You know what, mate? It's it, it it the first time I did it. It was on a practice day, and I was I was just banging around with a, like a bear with a sore head. I'm like, mate, if I'm you know if I'm knocking yeah. this on the head, you need to start driving way better than this, mate. You know what I mean? To the highs of like last weekend when he was like two seconds off bumping into the A final from the B, and you know, and he's getting yeah. around sound and he's flying and he's throwing whips to control the thing in the air because he's about to spear a marsh. You know what I mean? He's just. The, at those times are great you know what I mean but it was a two day meeting on Saturday I did nothing but run around after the car because it kept cutting because we had engine problems and he broke some servo gear you know they were big jobs and then on to I was like Saturday night I was like I ain't going tomorrow <laughs> I'm, I'm not going and then the Sunday you can't upset and you've got to go you've exactly to but the Sunday we'd, it was almost like we'd both made a decision that we'd forgot the, the day before I mean bear in mind he's only seven Fred and I'll talk about him like he's, like he's a world champion or whatever um, but Saturday morning Sunday, right. Sunday morning we got there and he, he knew what he, he had to do and I'd sorted the car out on the afternoon and on the night and the car was mint ready to go and we had no issues all day you know he even won a qualify one of his qualifying heats so yeah it was like a proper little team if you know what i mean proper little yeah. team i keep debating whether to get ruben an eight scale because slough is literally 10 minutes for us i was thinking yeah. about getting him an e-buggy and he can go over there in the winter so yeah. but i don't know i'll, I'll just keep him with a temp scale for I, now. I think a lot of it you know is trusting bruce with an eighth car with is a car with an engine because you know because as, as a seven-year-old he's i think he's still pretty amazed that he's trusted with a piece of machinery like that you know so he kind of drives it more carefully than he does with his tenth you know the t- he comes out of the corner with the tenth and he's just all the gas now you know where with the eighth car because maybe it's just a bit more docile, if that's the right word. He just seems more comfortable with it. You know, he can play the car your... better. Or has he got his own? Well, funny story. I I bought him an e-buggy for Christmas, um, and we were going together, and I was racing the nitro. And anyway, he had to go on my nitro one day, and he's like, "I quite that's like it. that. Can we bind my radio to it?" And obviously, my, my and then my radio has never been bound back to it ever again. That's um, it. So it's part of the retirement. Well, yeah, and then I, I tried. I tried to run his e buggy, and I and I, and I took it, and I just, I don't know. <laughs> I, I tried. My, I, I honestly give it a fair crack of the whip, but it just wasn't for me. And I don't know. I can't. It wasn't horrible to drive, but it just, it's just not the same. So, so yes, I sold that, and we and we bought tires with it, with the money. What do you think of? Um... Ongare, back to back world champion. It's unreal, mate. Sixty six years in the make, six years world champion because there wasn't a world in, on COVID. Yeah, yeah, was there? I mean, I'm not a massive eight scale fan, but watching, I watched that race. Him and Ronafalk were just on another level. Yeah, yeah. Like when he yeah, went, to, when he went were... off on the start, and he's like three laps in, and he was like fastest lap of the whole weekend. 
It's like you yeah. it's almost like you hadn't seen Angaro's true pace until <laughs> the start of that final, you know. Yeah. It was just amazing. Amazing. And the way that Ronafa came back at him in the last after the last field stop. Yeah. I think if I'm got if he if um had kind of had them couple of errors on that downhill bit, yeah, it might have been different, but it was still yeah. a great race. Yeah, I mean, we were quite lucky actually because if Ronafalk had won that race, JQ would have been unbearable. Oh. <laughs> 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 he's not as bad as everyone says. Re- Reply to my messages, JQ. Yeah, cheers. If you listen, um, but yeah, um, yeah, it, it, it was it was fantastic, mate. And Ronafalk, he's got some pace. It, it was it was absolutely unreal. You know, to be able yeah. to drive as fast as Ongaro and a bit more to catch him, it, it was mental. Yeah, and he done, uh, Ongaro had one more fuel stop than him as well. Yeah. Well, that was why he went out. It's a fast four because he had to make six seconds, he didn't he? Build, yeah, he had to build that gap. But he had a few errors, didn't he, which cost him that. But Yeah. The thing is, if you're driving at that level, you're gonna, you, they're going to be errors in there. You know, and yeah. like, like we were saying earlier, um, the, the size of the track... You know, and the Marshall points are miles away. One mistake there, and he, and it's like five, five or seven seconds to your lap, isn't it? Yeah, literally. I I pitted for Lee at that track at the 2016 Euros, and you don't on the the cameras do no justice of how the elevation is different on that track from the height from the top of the track where the pits are to the bottom of the track where the where you come into pit lane. That is really steep. The pictures don't do it justice on the video. Yeah. And it's really open, so it's always windy. Yeah. yeah it was a, but yeah, it's it like uh, absolute carnage. But it was a good meeting, though, and the coverage was great as well, wasn't it? It was good, yeah. The coverage was really good. I quite like left a lot of the commentary. Yeah, he, yeah, did, he, he did quite a bit, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he did pretty good. Of the. Uh, to reel off every racer that was um, and I think he's got enthusiasm yeah he, he is a enthusiast isn't he so. so I think that really put that out of it yeah, it was good as well. It was a good choice, wasn't it? Because I don't think anyone was expecting it. You know, I think yeah. everyone was just expecting it to be Nick again. Well, when was the last time it was an all European podium? Can't remember. Um, it's been a long time with no one on the podium. Yeah. Well, I think but Dakota we, was fast yeah. as well, but he was lucky. Yeah. Well, I'd I'd got Dakota down uh, podcast the day it all started. Um, I'd got just with the way of late. I mean, you look at some of the times who just drives past Mayfield for for giggles. Yeah. But Fen's been doing it, so I'd. I hadn't really seen much of Ongaro's uh, recent sort of exploits, but all you heard was fend, fend, fend. And I genuinely do believe that at the minute, um, fend is probably, I'd say arguably, I'd say probably is the best all-round off-road racer in the hobby. Um you know, he's he just seems to have hit a groove. So I had Fen down as my pick to win the lot, but he just didn't. He didn't. Yeah, you know, I, I, charge I, I, but... my top three was Mayfield, Ongaro, Fen, in whichever order. But I only yeah. got those. So yeah, I don't think. I think Johnny done well. Johnny Skidmore. Yeah, to make the main. He drove well as well. Yeah, well, and uh, hopefully he can do. He can do a bit. Got shafted a bit. Yeah, it's the way it goes. Eight scale day. The long guard races, isn't they? You know, long races. Yeah. Um, the last chance qualifier is is the best race to watch. It is. It is as long as they get the right ref. Yeah, I mean, because a bit of rough and tumble is okay, but if you lamp someone off the track, like what happened to Boots? <laughs> You know that's not okay. Yeah. No, it's but you can't police it all. You know no. it's it's hard when there's one ref. It's yeah. hard to police. Yeah, what goes on in the middle because well, the ref is usually watching the front. Well, yeah, that's what John pretty much said that when we interviewed him. Um, John Cockley said, you know, so I'm normally watching the first 
first person or, th- or if you're second, third and fourth are together, I'll be watching them. You said, so, if you're, so if you're at the back, do what you like. I ain't looking. <laughs> yeah, or if I'm up there, he usually knows. Yeah. He's watching when I'm up there. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> All right, mate. I mean, we, we just so, out. Oh, go on, Chris. Sorry. Okay, so what what race have you got planned over the over the winter? Because we've got EOS coming up. Are you? Uh... No, I'm not doing that. Um, I wanted to take the kids to watch uh, some motocross at Fox Hills a few weeks ago, but it was on the weekend of uh, the last national at Robin Hood, so we didn't go um, to three days there because we was at Robin Hood. And the World Supercross with a few of the American riders are coming over to Cardiff the same weekend as EOS. As much as I would love to go and do EOS, I promised the kids I'd take them to see their heroes at motocross, that Supercross story. So I'm taking them to Cardiff to watch that. So as much as I love racing at World Cup, I'd much rather go well, if all the weekend. superstars are over, mate, you might as well do it, don't you? You know. Yeah, because you never know if they're going to come again. You know. Yeah. So you've got, you've got to do it. It's and Ruben loves his motocross. You know, he's I've talked about it all my life, and he's been watching it for years. So I said I'll take him to see them guys. So yeah. it's it's just sod's law that it's fallen on EOS weekend. It'd be nice to see Scotty again and stuff, but I'll see him next time I'll go to America. Yeah. Class. Right, mate. It's time for the famous questions now. Because we've asked you the famous questions before, um, we've got a couple of different ones for you. Um, the first one being, out of all the vintage job lots you've you've found, you know, off different people, what's been your favourite find out of everything you've you know you've gone to someone's house and you've had a search through the, the bits to buy? What's been your favourite find that you weren't expecting or anything like that? God, um, probably when I bought a load of Losi stuff, there was a three-quarters brand-new kit Losi Kimwald car in a box, in the original box as well. It had been opened and a few bits had been taken out. Yeah. But the rest of it was there. All brand-new, never been used. Wow. No way. That seems to be the Holy Grail kit yeah. at the moment. Yeah. That and the MIP four-wheel drive conversions. I think yeah, I, the ones. I don't have one of those. I don't have one of those. That's one car I don't have. So that was where there is one. Getting to I've I've been to I've been to the MIP factory and held the actual one in my hands. I've got pictures of it. No way. Yeah, I know where yeah, there's a couple, yeah. but I don't think they'll they won't be for sale. I, I I know someone who's got one. He's probably the same guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know. Know where there's one as well. But yeah, I mean, I'll get one eventually. There's uh, there's a few out there. Yeah, I mean, they pop up for silly money, don't they? I mean, I know that you, they yeah, pop up all the time on eBay for four grand, grand. And I'm like... I think four yeah. grand. And I, I bid the guy, and he said an offer on it. And I, it was on eBay, but he put it on Facebook as well. And I bid him. I think I bid him three and a half for it. And he ummed and ahed, ummed and ahed, And then he took it down and didn't sell it. So I said yeah. I, I messaged him a few weeks ago and said the offer still stands. Yeah. So, but I, I mean, I've pretty much got... Would you drive that every, if, you, if you got it? At least, would you would you have a go with it? No, not at all. No Put way. it straight in the cabinet of all the others. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've run space in the cabinet, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Stuff. Oh, here's a question I for don't you. Know, the other week, I did have a quick listen to some of it. Yeah. But I can't even stand in the loft now. Brian's seen it, and he 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 says I've got a disease or something because literally I can't fit anything in the cabinets. There's no space up there at all. I had to get some body shells down from there the other day that I had painted and put up there for jobs up, for projects I've been doing. Yeah, and it took me half an hour to move stuff out of the way before I could get to what I needed. <laughs> you just strengthen them roof joists, mate. Is what you need to do. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm going to have the loft converted eventually, so it'll all be on display, and there'll be like a a big glass cabinet in the middle, like a with all the cars in yeah. and then cars all around. at the moment with the cost of living and stuff I'm being a bit sensible with stuff you know so yeah. Yeah, don't blame you, mate. you never know what's around the corner if yeah. you have another pan or something it's yeah you got the other question Chris can you remember what it was because I've got it right down if you forgot it because I remember so you've done you've done everything 
as being either pitting or yourself what dist Sorry, Chris, I didn't hear yeah. a word of that question. No, you broke up, mate. Just ask the question in one sentence, Chris, see if that comes through. Okay. Round the world, you're pitted for Europe, raced everywhere. Your hardest race driver or... Sorry, mate, you broke up again. What he was saying, Freddie, was what's been what's been your hardest race? Um, your hardest race meet you've ever done, either as a, as a pit man or as a as a competitor. Hardest race, yeah. It'd probably be that uh, 2016 Euros with Lee, the eight scale Euros. Yeah, it was. Uh, we didn't have great engines. Um, and it was just a struggle. The whole the whole week was a struggle. It was because uh, I, I was help, I was there with Lee, but I was helping a few of the other Brits as well. You know, in between. Yeah. Um, and I was pitting with Dresher in the juniors race for Clancy. And it's a funny story actually. And he, he it was like halfway through, and the, the Clancy came in. I picked the car up, and the engine fell out. Oh, no. No, because they stripped the screws on the mount. Yeah, and uh, Gary just lock-tighted them in. Clancy's dad, <laughs> instead of getting a new mount off of um, anyone, <laughs> off, of Richard, off of Richard Saxton would have given him a new mount. Yeah, instead of asking him, I think they was a bit shy. Dresher was going mad in the pit lane. It was hilarious, but it was <laughs> it was a bit gutting because he was in a good position as well. So. But yeah, everyone at that race um, that we helped out, you know, the Lewis Jones, Clancy, it was just a, the track was just as, it sapped power out of all the engines, you know. The elevation is massive there and it's really hot. So it just, it's a car killer really, you know. Well, it's, yeah, wasn't that Euros, because that Euros was hotter than the world, wasn't it? And they had to, didn't have to swap, yeah, marshal, been, swap marshals been, halfway through the final. I think so. And uh, Ron Falk and... Robert Battier were leading. Both of them lost servos within like 20 minutes. Yeah, and then Bootsy won, didn't they? Yeah, and Bootsy won it. I think Neil got third. And yeah. Darren got fourth from last on the grid. <laughs> they did, yeah, because um, me and Pete, because I was talking to you about Red Advance, I was watching, so I said to Pete, well, the, the last year I was there, and, and I knew Bootsy had won. Um, but I totally forgot that um, Agoin, Yannick Agoin and Craggy was battling for the la- for the second and third for like the last six minutes. <laughs> yeah, it, so, was yeah great. So it was great. It was great to watch an old race and and relive that because I forgot about that bit. Yeah, that was a great race. So Neil drove fantastic that week. Yeah, and so did Bloomfield as well. Bloomfield come from nowhere in that final to finish fourth. Yeah. Literally after the, I think it was after twenty minutes. You could see when he came into pit lane, there was nothing, no tread left on his tyres. He's driving on like chewing gum. Yeah. Like slicks after the first 20 minutes and he still had another 40 to go. Yeah. And he still managed to get fourth. Imagine what he could do if he, uh, he had some good tyres on there. It would have been amazing. Yeah. But yeah, it was weird because a, a lot of them, there was no real, t- at this year at the Worlds, there was no real tyre rules, was there as such? Like I think different... everyone's just running what they yeah. what works at different tracks now. I don't think they're well. There's a few that stick to their sponsors, but I think now it's pretty open. Whatever works at that track, they run it, don't they? Yeah, yeah, that's the way. Which I do. think is a sensible way of doing it. Obviously, they earn less, but there's nothing worse than going to a track with a pro driver and you're running a tire that you that doesn't work there. You know, so yeah. you straight away down or straight away. You know, no matter what you do, that you need a good tire. Yeah. Cool. All right, yeah, that's probably my hardest race. So yeah, perfect. And before we let you go, mate, do you want to say thank you to anyone, friends, family, sponsors, long suffering wife, anyone in particular? Yeah, thanks to uh, TLR, um, Horizon Hobby, um, and to my missus for putting up with me and doing all the shop stuff, and for all you guys for having me on and supporting the shop. Perfect, mate. And what are your socials, mate, if we need to find you? Um, is it ffracing.co.uk or...? Yeah, the the website is ffracing.co.uk. Um, if you want to message me, you can message me uh, on the, from the website or you can message me um, through Facebook Messenger. 
on as the FF Racing has got a page on there or my private message on there is fine perfect mate nice one thanks for coming on Fred it's been great to catch up and um, I'll, I'll probably bump into you at the MKGP if you're doing that yeah yeah I'm looking forward to that same man alright cheers buddy try, try. cheers and he's gone how about that in our one take podcast yeah it's nice chat with Fred yeah you know what he's, he's a nice guy he's so factory mate you know so factory anyway on to the big hitters you were at uh, Telford the weekend for, for the last four-wheel drive regional of the year? Yeah, mate, I was. It was uh, a, a good get, meeting. How did you get on? Get your F2? Uh, I don't know, because they haven't released the ground. Uh, and I needed that one to count. Yeah. It was like, I don't release it soon. I think I should have been sure about got F2. I'm not sure what the what the cutoffs were for. Yeah, cool. So when but they they gave the prize there, didn't they? So they must Yeah, have, yeah, they did. Do they but they don't do they have to how do they do the prize then if not knowing everyone else's grades are? Do they not have a cut off point? How does it work? Because it's the it's the year, isn't it? So two isn't a top F two that got their F two it the top person who's been an F two this year so um, they've said they'll be up soon so oh. when they're up they're up I'll have a look at yeah, it class. Class. so uh, how was your racing then what final did you make uh, I started 10th in the sea in the sea oh class did you make any headway at all or did you just sit at the back I did I was up time I just had that I just shut off after about two get a, a rhythm and you know the car wasn't driving well, which was annoying because the first round achieved and got a ninth in round the other ones I just couldn't couldn't match it I'd sort of drop back into that Mitch. Was your time faster though? Get... Did you manage to beat any? Did you manage to get close to that time? Or... Nah, not... not by a mile. No. Second a lap fast. Yeah. Wow. Big difference. Yeah. How was your new car? Did you yeah. enjoy driving it? Yeah, mate. The car. The car feels all confidence, and you can. Just, you know, maybe. I, maybe I had the first. The first good. Like oh well. Easy get. Nineteenth in round, made me too confident. Ending up, uh, you know, not doing great. Or from the arrival uh, of the general. Yeah, because Craig came, didn't he? Was it? I mean, they're actually nice to have the uh, sort of a figure. Yeah, he, he said to, when I was over at his house in the week, he said that he was. Um, I think his lad had um, Otis had football over in Telford, so he was going to yeah. sneak in on the way back through. Yeah, to the day there. Yeah. Until uh, another impressive, another impressive showing by uh, uh, with the new comfortable, nice and relaxed. Not. Uh, but I'll tell you what, you know, as seriously anymore, and he's not putting the practice. Tommy. Yeah. He says he's not putting in the practice. No, he's still uh, still giving him a... Yeah, what was Tommy's... Did, Tom, did Tommy and Jamie have the new car, or are they still are they, are they, are they yeah, building? Yeah. had the new car. Yeah, and how are they going? Tommy was absolutely flying. Okay. He was, I think it was his second run. I think he kind of backed. And Jay Phipps caught up with Yeah, you heard the clock. He'd on the, on the stagger. So all of a sudden, Tommy's car liven up. 
and he put in like laps of the day back to back just took the team so if we go already actually you know what you do well what can you do yeah crazy man we um we went over to Ledbury on on Sunday for just just for practice because there's another club race coming up next weekend. So we were um, just did some laps there. We were doing practice starts and you know like at the start of a nitro race where there's a countdown, you put your car down and go. And basically we would just do we did, we did like five or six practice starts and we would just line up on do a lap, come back, line up on the start, do another lap, line up you know do, do, do a practice start sort of thing just trying to yeah, yeah. you know they have this thing with Bruce that you know we get around the first corner then we get around the first lap and then we see where we are and we go and we go from there yeah um, I'm just trying to teach him that you can't do it all in the first lap and him and nah. him and Stu were like racing like racing around from the from the get go Stu's got like um uh, and he, in fact, he's got your old e-buggy. Um, yeah. And, and they were both doing practice starts from there. And like Bruce would be off. We did we did a couple of swap rounds where one of them would go first, and then the other would go first. And Bruce was in um, second place, and twice off the line, Stu went wide on the first corner, um, and Bruce smashed him up the inside. And I'm like, the, the first time I was like, fair enough. The second time, he did exactly the same. He drove off, and went wide, and Bruce drove just in a straight line. I'm like, Stu, what are you doing? He's like, I don't know. He just keeps going out to the outside. <laughs> so yeah, so that's what I, that's what we, that's what we have to work with, mate. I don't know. It's just it's just going out to the outside. So. Yeah, he's getting uh, he's getting quite good. Isn't he? Yeah, he's getting quite comfortable. I think is 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 a is a good way to describe it. I don't think he's getting. I don't think he's good yet, but he's um he's getting around okay, mate. Which is which is all all all, all we want him to do, isn't it? You know, he's only flipping six, seven. Is this seven, seven? I think. Yeah. So. Yeah. So he'll be eight times. retired year. Yeah. 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 Probably. You know. Um. And then we got so Ledbury this week, and I'm just getting the cars finalised for Silverstone in two weeks for the. Last regional, but first indoor meeting of the year for us. You gonna, yeah. You going to venture inside this year a bit, mate? Or are you, are you going to stay uh, outside? Or? Do my intention is to do the workshop series. Oh, class. Good choice. Um, mainly because stupidly high up carpet which kind of bores me a little bit. I'm not as I'm not a big fan of Yeah, you find it easier in your high grip carpet, I know. No, no, I just it, it's not enjoy of on the air every, every bath. It's not um, I do I do struggle with it. um no grip, you know the power out be a bit more think i'll enjoy that so yeah. are you are you going to do the workshop sorry obviously you're doing the workshop i meant the workshop excuse me eos are you going to do that as well did i'm booked in for that class you do both days well, both, day, both days both classes yeah two and four will you do uh, truck, is there a truck class again to do that or is that yes, just a step I'm, too far that. step too far yeah, I, I, people take most series. They tend to work on the the same as the four wheel drive. Yeah, I found it when I GP where I did truck on the same day. Yeah, I found it swapping to and from the other because it's too different. Isn't it? So yeah, it is a big change. I'd be more tempted if truck and two wheel drive at the same time. Yeah. But no, it's I'm you just concentrate on them. Oh, class. Class. Alright, are you you know this weekend or weekend off? a uh, bit of a week I uh I'm gonna get ready for the obviously indoor season. We to potteries on a Friday on Friday. Yeah. Uh, just to back indoors, I've got EOS. I know it's a bit different into run, but when that po- Potteries is a cool club, mate. Cool club. Oh, we like it up there for. Uh, we'll probably take if if we are 
probably be there on a fr- on Friday if I do go. Class. All right, mate. Well, I've got nothing else to say, so uh, we might as well knock this wonderful soiree on the head. Do you want to thank the sponsors? Uh, to CML District Racing and Will Speed Racing. Uh, as I mentioned the other week, enough to sort me out with one of his cars. Really nice. Nice to have a look at those. Have a look at the stuff that Schumacher is selling. Norfolk. And I'll say thank you to the listeners. Guys, thank you very much for getting involved with our Car Crash for a podcast that we lovingly produce for you every week. Um, we'll be back next week for more RC goodness with a wonderful RC guest. So thanks for listening. You are absolutely fantastic. And don't forget to like and share for your chance to be in with a prize at Christmas. Simple as that. See you later, mate. See you later, buddy. Everybody.